What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture podcast, and I am geeked about today's guest for our podcast. He's a Minneapolis legend, uh, making great headway, <laughs> making a splash in the kingdom of God, uh, making reading the Bible fun again and creative mm. and non-boring and all of the above. Uh, we've got Zach with us. How you doing, sir? So good, man. Really appreciate it. I'm so pumped to be here. I love what you're working on and what you guys are doing. So this is amazing. It's an honor, man. Thank you. Man, no, thank you. Like, this is a real privilege. I've been following you for some time, as I was saying uh, to you off air. Let's go. And uh, I just love, like, I, I love the Bible and I love reading and studying the Bible. And I feel like the Bible is rich, but I feel like sometimes the Bible can be stale for some or boring or yeah. maybe too hard to understand. And what I love about what you're doing, and we'll get into this a little bit later on, is you're just making it more easier for people to consume and understand and digest. That's it. So, man, thank you totally. for all that you don't do, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, that means so much for real. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, for those who are tuning in and don't really have a context to who you are, uh, tell us a yeah. little bit about who you are. Who are you? Where do you come yeah, from? Totally. How did you get here? Yeah. My name is Zach Windall. Um, I run a company called The Brand Sunday. Um, so I'm, I'm the author of something called The Bible Study, which is a one-year study of the Bible that yeah. focuses on how each book relates to your life. Uh, we also create other tools to help people grow in their faith, to um, help understand the Bible better. We basically hold their hands and help them develop holy habits mm -hmm. to grow in their relationship with God. Mm -hmm. um, I also just released a book uh, yesterday called Launch with God. Yeah. Um, and so that's a book all about building a meaningful business and living out your God-given purpose. Uh, I now I live back in Minneapolis. So Let's that's what go. makes this even cooler <laughs> is that Minnesota natives both on the same Zoom call. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so I, I spent the last few years down in Miami. Uh, but I'm originally from Minneapolis, and so it feels good to be back, man. I mean, we've only been here for a week at this point. I brought my brought my wife up um, and our dog. Yeah, my wife is Puerto Rican, and so yeah. she's never had a, a winter like oh, this man. before. And so we got a we got a couple months until it's it's uh it's gonna be very telling. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and we're we're excited. It's a new adventure for us. So I'm yeah. pumped to be here. Listen, we'll be praying for your wife, bro. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's all I could ask for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. The last couple of years in Minnesota, the winters have been actually mild. It hasn't been too bad. So we're praying and totally. hoping that we keep the same energy going into this winter. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we're praying for the same thing. We're praying for the same thing for the next 50 years. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on that. I'm yeah. not opposing that at all. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. Right. <laughs> Shout out to yes. global warming, man. Shout out to global warming. Right, right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. Like, what kind of gave you the heart to start the Sunday? the Sunday branch project that yeah yeah, yeah. what was yeah, the heart yeah. behind the that Sunday the brand yes yes Man. what what kind of um yeah. led to that what are the events that led to that and what kind of how did you develop a passion and a heart to to create something like that totally yeah, man. So I think we got to go like way back in my story even. So yes. uh, I grew up 
I grew up a Christian. Um, my, my mom is a four-time cancer survivor. So when I was four years old, she was, uh, she was actually sent home with a 5% chance to live. Um, she was skin and bones. Um, but then she was healed from it. Um, then she, uh, got a tumor around her sciatic nerve and was healed from that. And then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed and was healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast cancer, double mastectomy, reconstruction, completely healed from that. So literally from age four to 15, I'm seeing God perform miracle after miracle. And at the same time, even when my mom was so sick and she was on her deathbed, she was always saying to me, it could be so much worse. I could be dead. And that is the way that I was raised. So my, my whole childhood was seeing, okay, wow, life could be way worse. We could not be here. So we might, we might as well take advantage of the time Mm. that we do have here and, and see God in every moment and, and appreciate what we, we have been given. So my, my, my life was centered around that, uh, just seeing God move in incredible ways. But then when I hit college, I fell away from my faith because I, uh, I I mean, college when you're 18, 19, (laughs) it it happens for a lot of people. I wanted to, I wanted to while out for a little while. And so, um, I had my, uh, my college years kind of back and forth in my faith, whether or not I was, uh, pursuing God or not. Yeah. But then in uh, 2014, I hit like a really low spot. I was struggling uh, the hardest with my faith. Like, I don't even know if I want to consider myself a Christian anymore. I don't know if I want to do this. Um, I like what was going on inside of me just wasn't mixing with, with, um, all the other Christians that I was, uh, I was around and I was kind of over it. And, um, so I, I decided, I said, all right, God, I'm going to give you two years. Like, I, I need you to prove that you're real. Otherwise, like I'm walking away from my faith completely, wow. which is like crazy looking back on it because I saw him move in such amazing ways. Yeah. But that's what I did. Uh, moved <laughs> yeah. out to Australia okay. to study the Bible as intensely as I possibly could. I, okay. I wanted to know just the Bible. Like, is wow. this real? Am, am I like crazy? Because in the past I was like, you know, this book is boring. It's old. Why would I ever read it? If I'm reading another book, I'm skipping over the scripture because it doesn't make sense to me. Like it, it just is what it is. Like I was way more interested in hip hop culture. Like it was just like, that was where my passions were. And so, um, moved out to Australia was questioning everything. And we were studying 12 hours a day, six days a week. Um, and so say it was Genesis week, for instance, we would read Genesis five times through during the week. Yeah. And then we would, which takes like four and a half hours each time. Yeah. And then we would essentially develop our own commentary by the end mm. of the week. Mm. And so, man, I, by the time I was done with this program, I had, I had like 20 pages of notes on every book of the Bible. Wow. And I knew that I was supposed to do something with it. Mm. I just didn't know what yet. Yeah. And so I thought the plan was to move back out to Australia and to teach at this school. Yeah. Um, but God really kind of changed my heart there and was like, no, I want you to teach people all over the world instead. Yeah. And uh, gave me like a full vision for what 
became the Bible study. Yeah. Um, so I, I literally knew like what it looked like, the, what the layout was supposed to be. I knew mm. the plan of attack on getting there. And I spent the next year creating it because for me is like, I wanted to create something that is going to help people uh, that were in the spot that I was at a few years ago that aren't able to take a year off and, and go out to a school and really study, but somebody that can actually dive into the word at their home and spend a few hours a week, uh, dig really digging into it. And so when it comes to the brand Sunday and the Bible study and, and really everything that we've created, it's all because it's something that I knew would have helped me a few years prior. And, and I just have spent a little bit of time growing and and seeing, uh, and learning some cool stuff. And so I put things together that I wish I would have learned. And so it's really, everything we do is, is something that was for me originally. Yeah. Bro, you know, what's so beautiful about that. Um, I just love how it started with a problem. Like there was something that was wrong and you were trying to figure it out. And from their birth, this beautiful purpose. And uh, we might touch on this a little later on. I feel like nowadays when we try to start something or try to build something, it starts with the wrong motive or the wrong intentions, or it's just to make as much money as possible. It's like, even when me and my friends get together, we're like, all right, what can we do that's going to make us six, seven figures, right? Uh, But what I I, I love about your approach was you weren't even trying to build something that will build you an empire. You're like, yo, I, there's a problem at hand. I want to figure it out. And from there, God kind of gave you the building blocks and the vision to totally the Bible study. Um, speak on that a little bit. Like what? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think like, like I literally, I grew up as an entrepreneur. So my, the way that my mind works, like my, like I started my first company when I was nine years old, the way that my mind works is I see a problem and I find a solution for it. Mm. And so like, I think that's the way that any entrepreneur is supposed to think, or at least any successful entrepreneur thinks we come up with cool ideas all day, but at the end of the day, if they aren't solving a problem, then they're just a cool idea and they aren't actually going to turn into something. And I think when you are solving that problem and, and seeing a problem and creating a solution for it, that's Mm. where it's actually going to grow and it is going to help people. And the end result of that is you're going to end up crushing it yourself, you know? Yeah. And so like, even with the Bible study, like I created the Bible study first and then we were like, yo, we want to, we want to release a planner, but mm. my business is called the Bible study. Yeah. I can't release the Bible study planner. <laughs> so we ended up creating the brand Sunday after the fact, creating like the umbrella company. And then, uh, the Bible study was, was a product of the brand Sunday, but mm. that was, that was an afterthought. This was literally yeah. just a one project thing, yeah. but I'm like, I'm not going to put the Bible study on a t-shirt, but I think if I put the Bible is good for you or the brand Sunday on a t-shirt, it might be dope. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, man, it's, that's, that's, I think for anybody, like anybody that wants to start a business or do something cool for the kingdom is like, mm. yeah, find a, find a problem and develop a solution for it. That's so good, bro. So good. Well, one thing I love about the brand Sunday and the Bible study is it's aesthetically pleasing. And I think for whatever reason, yeah, man, it's beautiful. And for whatever reasons, when Christians, when we do things, we don't, we don't think about how, uh, 
creativity could enhance whatever it is that we're creating. I know now we're getting better at it, but for the longest, I feel like creativity and excellence was on the back burner. Uh, What was the heart behind that? Like, did you always know? I mean, you said at age nine, you had an entrepreneurial uh, mind or what have you, but like what made you, and I know you did talk about how you struggled with the Bible being boring and trying to understand it, uh, trying to understand it better, what have you. So do you feel like creativity was one way to kind of entice or maybe draw in people or yeah. What, what kind of, how did you come to that conclusion of like thinking about absolutely aesthetics? Like, yeah. 100%. That's, that's, I think when it comes to any business, like if you don't market it well and brand it well, then it's just going to remain a a business. Like everything has to do with the branding and the marketing of, uh, of a product, no matter what you create. And so with the Bible study, like, if I was to just send out a document of my notes, it would be pretty boring and it wouldn't help that many people. But if you make it look cool, it makes, it turns the Bible into something that you can engage with so much easier. And it may not necessarily like help you in the moment, but I think it's an internal thing where it's like, Oh, this is, this is a lot lighter than heavy. This is a lot easier to hold on to. And it's, it's a lot uh, less overwhelming than it was before. Like when you look at the Bible, it's literally like this entire thing is black and white and it's just a lot of words like that, that would be boring most of the time to, to a lot of people, especially if you have never really dug into the word before, like it's, it's intimidating. It's, it's like so many pages and where do you start? Yeah. And so with the Bible study, it was like, man, let me make this as easy as possible and make it as less intimidating as possible for somebody that hasn't spent a lot of time in the word for somebody that's like, Hey, I know that I'm supposed to read the Bible. I know that I'm supposed to grow my relationship with God, but I just don't know where to start. And I don't, and I, and I don't want to be overwhelmed anymore. And so we were like, man, let's, let's throw some color on it. Let's make it look cool. Let's design it so that it's modern and trendy. And from there, like, like things just continue to grow when it, when it looks cool and when the branding's done well, because people share about it on Instagram, they post about it. And from there, like your business grows, but it starts with helping one person at a time and, and making it as like easy and unintimidating as possible. That's so good. That's so good. I, I heard a pastor once say if Jesus uh, was living in our era or our generation, uh, he, yeah. he would be in the movie business um, because wow. the way he would share the word is by storytelling, giving parables. Yeah. Um, very totally. rarely. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he was creative. Yeah. He understood his context and he tried to make it as applicable oh as possible. And so I love that. And we serve a guy who who is the epitome of uh, a creative, like you go out and you see the sunset and that's, that's his work, you know? And so I love it. Yeah. And and I don't, I think, I think more people need to understand that and especially creatives in the church, because I think so many creatives are focused on seeing what's cool in society and copying it. And yeah. instead of like, like, yo, you have access to like creator God, yeah. like the yeah. God of the universe wants to partner with you and co-create the world together. So why yeah. are we looking at like 
everything that Virgil's doing and then writing <laughs> a, our church's name on the side of our shoes. Yeah. Like it's dope when Virgil does it, but it's not dope when you do it. Exactly. Like we need yeah. to be like ourselves and think for ourselves and, yeah. and come up with cool ideas because we are creative beings so we need to actually be producing instead of just taking and replicating like when kanye's album dropped when drake's album dropped a few weeks ago like every youth group was (laughs) redoing the design for church on thursday night how stupid is that (laughs) like what and corny yeah yeah like wow we can't think for ourselves so often anymore we have to cop we have to we have to duplicate what's already out there yeah i think it should be different but that, that's so that funny. might just be me <laughs> oh no, no i'm with you man i think it's a minneapolis thing you know what i'm saying uh do you yeah. know, are, are you familiar <laughs> with who uh andy crouch is i i know who he is yeah what was his book again that was culture making that was the one that really culture making i thought i was thinking decision making but yeah culture making yeah and so good so good and to your point he says christians so often critique culture condemn culture copy culture but where are the christians that are going to contribute to culture and so that's so good yeah 100 percent yeah. yeah, where are they? Like, please yeah. stand up. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I and I yeah. feel like Christians should be at the forefront of this because, like you said, we when we sit and think for ourselves and tap into yeah. who God is and learn and grow yeah. about who he is, like we should, you know, there's inspiration there, there's vision there, there's all these things that come about because we just serve an infinite God yep. and who's unlimited 100%. by our own resources. And so man. I but I think, that. I think we try to, we try to do too much. And I think, I think churches try to do too much. So yeah. there's always so much on our plate. So we become like human doings instead of human beings. And we're always producing. And when, okay. when we have so much on our plate, then we have to start cop- copying other people and duplicating what's already out there because we just don't have time to think for ourselves. Yeah. And so if we actually did have the time to slow down and maybe maybe say no to a few things but yeah. say yes to what's actually important yeah. it would change the game for everybody i love that that's so good that's so good as you're saying that i'm actually on sabbatical right now in la i'm one and part of the let's reason go here is for that just to slow down say no to some things yeah. and think and yep. process and pray and connect and it's totally. been so good so i'm with you on that that's awesome. Good for you, man. A lot of people don't do that. And I literally think it's one of the most important things that, that we need to do, especially in the culture today is like, yeah. yo, slow down. Even if it's like, you're, you're doing it as a sabbatical. How long are you on it for? Uh, all month, all month of October. Yeah. Amazing. Like the fact that you can do it for an entire month is incredible. But if like, if you start small and anybody listening to this, if you do it half a day a week and then try to get it to one day a week, like to practice an actual Sabbath would be incredible. It it allows you to like actually refocus, see what's important in life and, and continue to bring the kingdom into your sphere. I love that. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we get it wrong where we work to rest, but, what I see yeah. in scripture is from a place of rest, we work, you know, always, those are always completely different. Yeah. I love that. Well, I, I think yep. this is like a great segue into your new book that just came out. 
um, called Launch yeah, With God. On. And you're encouraging all of the creatives and every uh, everybody who's got an entrepreneur bent to kind of launch, not yeah. alone or in a silo, but with God. Tell us uh, how that came totally. to be and what inspired you to, to write this book. Yeah, man. So literally, as I was saying, like every ever since I was nine years old, I've been creating businesses just because I love I love creating things. If it was if it was a necklace that I was making for myself, how can I make a bunch of these necklaces and sell them to other people? (laughs) Or if it was like I wanted to wear my own clothing. So like huge fan of Pharrell my entire life. And so I'm like, yo, right when, when I was 18, it was like the year that BBC and ice cream dropped. And I was like, Pharrell wears all of his own clothes. That's so cool. I want to wear all my own clothes too. So like I would literally make shirts for myself and then just end up selling them. Whether it was that or the music business I was in for a while or TV, like whatever I was chasing after, it was always like something just because I love creating. And since I had I had tried so many things. I had failed so many times Mm. through all the failures. I had learned uh, quite a bit about what works and what doesn't work. And so for some reason over the last 10 years or so, I get asked pretty often to grab coffee with people to, so that they can share their ideas, what they're working on. uh, And they just ask me for their insight on how I can help. And it was funny because for so long, like, I had zero successful businesses. I just tried a lot of stuff and people still wanted to know my input. And so when it comes to uh, us building up the brand Sunday, having it do really well and help so many people, like I, I finally had, um, had the, the example of, uh, of all my practices working. And so what better way than to put it together, package it together into one book, uh, launch with God. Let's go. And now when, when, uh, when people are reaching out, like you can go here and learn way more than you could learn over 30 minutes of coffee with Mm -hmm. me. You can learn so many different tools for what worked for me, what didn't work for me. And it's not the end all be all business book by any means. It's, it's just like all of our other products. It's going to hold your hand. It's going to walk you through the basics. Cause when you're starting a new business, like, where do you go? How do you, where do you go to figure out like what the first steps are? Right. There aren't a lot of resources out there. And so with launch with God, it was really my heart to create a product. for, to help somebody that wants, that knows they want to create a business someday. And even if it's just a side hustle to start. And from there, uh, I help groom you and give you a few tools to, to really make that become a reality. And my whole thing with it is like, like, I don't want this to be just like any business, like as we were, as we were talking about, as you mentioned, like business to me, isn't all about like making money and, and hitting fame. Like I think businesses need to be about impacting the kingdom and doing something alongside God. So even if that's small things and they aren't like Christian businesses, but like, yo, like if you're bringing love and joy and peace to a situation or a person's life, or you're helping somebody or serving them, that's amazing. Like say you create a coffee shop, for instance, and you're using like all fair trade beans. Awesome. 
And then maybe you give 10% of your profits to back to the, the groomers or yeah. something along those lines. Maybe yeah. you have a, a clothing company and every month you have a one day where you go give some of your extra like mock shirts to homeless people. Like yeah. whatever the case is, like let's turn it into something small and yeah. actionable to actually help your community yeah. to love God and to love the people around you. I mean, that's, that's what our calling is. That's what our goal in life is. So yeah. why not? turn that into your business. But I think so many people, they think of business and Christianity as two completely different things. Yes. You have you have a lot of people that are like, man, if I want to be a true Christian, I need to be a pastor or I need to be a missionary. Like, yeah. get out of here. That's not true at all. Some people are called to that, which is incredible, but that's yeah. not everybody. Right. You, can, you can start a clothing line and still serve God at the same yeah. time. So my goal is to really merge the two together, to really co- co-work with God on, on the dreams that he's placed in your life in order to change the world in an in incredible way. Yeah. You said so many good things there. <laughs> like, I'm like, there's like three, four things I want to pull exactly. from. And so be patient with me. <laughs> yeah. First, no. The, the first thing you brought up was how, man, people don't know. Okay. Let me, let me start it off. Let me, let me preface it this way. I think anybody yeah. that doesn't know you will look at the, the, the Bible study and be like, yo, look at him. He's successful. He's killing it. And then they might get inspired to start a podcast. They might get inspired to write a book. They might get inspired to start a clothing line. Yeah. They might get inspired to start a record label or what have you. Yeah, and then totally. it fails. And then they're like, yeah. well, which it most likely will exactly the first few times <laughs> exactly and I, and that's kind of what I, what I want to get at is I think like we're afraid of failure and I think sometimes yeah. too when we fail we instead of pivoting we throw it all away and so I wanted yes. you to kind of unpack a little bit like what gave you the drive to keep going and not let failure stop you from pursuing whatever it is that you believe that God had put on your heart totally I think I think a lot of the times like we need to embrace failure. I think, I think you can learn so much from it. I literally failed probably seven times yeah. before anything I ever did yeah. made like before anything I did, I paid myself a dollar, like literally with the Bible study, we yeah. were working for two years. I had 17 people that I was paying and I hadn't paid myself $1 wow. from it that whole time. And wow. so like, it was a side hustle for two years, but I'm literally like employing people. Yeah. And I'm still working a full-time job on my own. And so I think like, A, people quit their jobs way too fast mm. and they just pursue their side hustle right away because God gave them an idea for it. But yeah. if you look at scripture, if you look at history, usually God gives you an idea for something and then it's years later that yeah. it actually comes into fruition. Like a seed oh, doesn't good. grow right away. That's so like it good. takes time. You need to water it. You need to garden it. You need mm. to groom it. And then eventually it's going to grow. But we live in a culture that's so fast paced, all instant gratification. We see people that 
quote unquote, make it overnight. But what you don't see is the 10 years leading up to them making it overnight. You don't see all the failures and and the perseverance and the struggle that did get them there. And so when we are working on something and we launch a product and it doesn't do well right away, well, then it's onto the next one because obviously there was something wrong with the first one, which is so twisted. Mm. I think, I think often these things happen to us on purpose in order to grow from them. And and maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe it needs to be something that we launch years later. That happens to me all the time. I get pumped up about an idea and I'm ready to, I literally will release something a month after I create it and, (laughs) or a month after I think of the idea, just because I get so excited. Yeah. But that's not the way that that on, we've man. never seen success on, like that. On, Every man. the only time that we've ever seen success, the only time that my friends have really ever seen success is when it's been a process. It's been a grooming. You try things. They don't work. You pivot. And yeah. it's in that pivot. It's in that standing up for on, the man. eighth time yes. that things actually do come into fruition. And it works out to be the way that you intend it to be and that you you've always dreamed of it being but yeah. it's a process i love that i love that and and i i believe like the process is helping us grow in the kind of person that god wants us to be like there's purpose in it yes. like the 40 years that the israelites were in the wilderness was purposed yes. by god to get egypt out of them you know what i'm saying yes and so for sure. yeah I, and my dad my dad always tells me um, if it's an overnight success, don't trust it because as fast yes, as it amen. comes, it will go just as fast. <laughs> yep. So, that's it right there. Yeah. But we see it happen so often, especially in like the internet age yeah. where it's like, oh, you can drop ship and make, make six figures in two months. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to quit everything and do it. <laughs> oh, I can like get into NFTs out of the gate and spend all my money. Like, yeah maybe that's not the smartest idea. Maybe like you need to let things play out a little bit and see what it's going to turn into. And if it is actually going to work. And like, that's why, that's why we get like, that's why the lottery is so, so popular. That's why people have all these lottery prayers where it's like, like, Oh man, I'm just, I can, I can put down two bucks and I have a chance of winning $50 million. Oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. but it never happens. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. and it's the same thing with our prayers or with, mm. with our dreams and our prayers. Like, Oh, I can, I can set this up in a week and I can make 200 grand. Yeah. No, it like, yeah, it might work for some people, but that they're an anomaly. It doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Yeah. The majority yeah. of people, the majority of really successful entrepreneurs were successful way later in their life yeah. than, than all these young hustlers are yeah. like my goal I was always like, I was always grinding, always trying to have uh, like side hustle after side hustle because I wanted to have, I wanted to make a million dollars by the time I was 26 years old. Yeah. And then I hit 26 years old and I was sitting in a car in the parking lot outside of Starbucks. I had just lost my job. I had just lost a relationship. My side hustle just ended and I was ready to like give up on my faith and everything. And so like, but it was that like, it's that perseverance. It's that continuing on that is actually like what, what needs you and what helps you to grow into hitting those goals that you may have for yourself. But it takes so long. It takes so much time to get there. So it's like, you got to embrace the process over anything. That's so good. 
one of my favorite hip hop artists, you mentioned you're a hip hop fan, is uh, Jay-Z. And yes. uh, Jay-Z, one of my favorite quotes from Jay-Z is, um, he, he once said, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. I'm a businessman. Is that what you are going to say? No, I wasn't. It, but that's oh, tough. I thought that's, that's what you were going to say. That's tough. <laughs> no, no. But second to that, he says, um, the most genius thing we ever did was not give up. The most genius wow. thing we did was not give up because they were just like, how, how did you become a billionaire? And he's like, yeah, we just kept trucking along. We just kept going. Right. We didn't give up. The business uh, record labels didn't want to sign us. We, we started our own. We uh, totally. started selling CDs from the back of our trunk. Like Jay-Z popped yeah. off at 26, I believe, 26 or 27, which is yeah. late for a hip hop artist. Like if you for sure. Most most artists get signed like 17, 18, around that yeah. time. And so, but yeah, man, he just didn't give up. He kept trucking along and um, Jay-Z is Jay-Z. And, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a beast. But, and if you look at like all the billionaires in the world, if you look at like multi, multi-millionaires, yeah. most of them didn't make their first million until like mid to late thirties. Like it's not common to make a million dollars in your twenties. Like all these people, yeah, they're amazing, but it's because they spent 30 years getting there. Like it's not, this isn't, this isn't a, Oh, I'm 22. And like, because I saw this person crushing it at that age, then like, and they're so much younger than me than I'm like behind. Yeah. No, that's not it at all. We yeah. just get so like distorted from what we see in the media. And yeah. like what you said, like so many of these young dudes are getting like record contracts at like really young ages. Yeah. Like what Mac Miller was like, what, like 15 or something yeah. like same with Chris Brown, same oh, with yeah. J Cole. Like these dudes, yeah. when they were first releasing their albums, they're young. Um, and so we look at it as like as so much comparison like oh man i'm 22 but what these guys were doing at 18 is like way bigger than what i could ever do so i'm behind yeah i'm 34 i just turned 34 two weeks ago happy birthday i feel like thank you thank you thank you i feel like i'm so young and i have so much time now Mm -hmm. because i shifted my perspective but i didn't have that for the decade prior Cause I was always set on, Oh, I need to get this done by this certain time because yeah. that's a goal that I put in my own mind for some reason that didn't have anything to do with, mm. with reality. Yeah. And I yeah. think so often we have such a warped perspective of what life is and, and what we put these, like, we put these goals that have nothing to do with anything like, like, Oh yeah, I need to have this done by the time I'm 24. Well, most people don't have these things until they're way later on in life. Yeah. They've tried a bunch of stuff, yeah. a bunch of things have failed. Yeah. A lot of them have gone bankrupt, yeah. but they persevered. They kept so going. And that's when, uh, that's when they actually see success. I actually talk about it a bunch in launch with God, because I think yeah. it's such a fascinating topic. Like you have, is, you have yeah. all these people like Walt Disney, Oprah, like, yeah. like Truett Kathy, so many people that were, were trying and they, they, maybe they got fired from their job and they're like, well, forget you. I'm going to go start my own thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they were, they persevered with their own thing and it blew up and it became 
Walt Disney, like it became Disney World yeah. and their Disney Corporation, or yeah. you have like the O Network. Like yeah. these were yeah. things that came out of failure and so wanting to do it themselves. So and good. so, yeah, maybe somebody isn't going to believe in you. Maybe somebody isn't going to stand behind you and oh. write you a check right now for Come a on, book man. deal, but you can Come do on, it man. yourself. Come on. When we man. were starting out, I was pitching the Bible study. Actually, my, my senior year of college, I wrote two books for my thesis. Wow. I don't know why it was crazy, but I was like pitching it to bro. all. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was pitching it to all these literary agents because I'm like, oh, that's what I need to do. I need to do it myself. And uh, that's that's how I'm going to have a, a book pop off. Yeah. And then I was like, you want to know what? I, I don't need them mm. with the Bible study. I'm just going to do it myself and learn everything that I can. Yeah. And when you do it yourself, it's a whole different process because your blood, sweat, and mm. tears are all in the project. Yes. And you aren't like going back to that lottery prayer of hoping that <laughs> a, a huge agency picks you up right. or a huge publishing company picks you up. Right. Make it yourself. Do it yourself. Create your own platform. Create right. your own product. Even yeah. if it, it's going to take maybe five years longer but it's going to be worth it because you're going to grow and learn so much in the process. So good, bro. So, so good. Listen, I feel like we could spend another hour on this topic <laughs> alone, but I got so many other questions I got for I you. I love it. Come <laughs> on, whatever you got, man. Man. Another thing you brought up is uh, just, man, in Christian culture, we've made pastors and missionaries varsity and yeah. everybody else JV. And yeah. even for me, man, like I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, Growing up, I, I, you know, I had a heart for people and I felt yeah. like the only way I could serve people is by becoming a pastor. Yeah. And I didn't have people around me that, that would tell me, nah, there's so many different avenues that you can totally. take to make much of Jesus and serve people. And so yeah. can you speak to that? Did you ever wrestle with that? Like, why do you think in Christian culture, we think like to make the most impact for God, I got to be in the yeah. pulpit. I think it's because it's that's where we see people that are like really Christian having jobs and you don't see like you aren't looking at a CEO of a company and being right. like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to love this company now because the dude's a Christian and he's crushing yeah. it. Like yeah. it's just not in the spotlight like that. Right. And I think so often we put these ideals in our own minds where it's like it's like, dang, if that person is like that person's a Christian. I want to be like them one day. Yeah. I need to be a youth pastor. And then from there, I need to be a senior pastor. Right. And then from there, I need to be a celebrities pastor because <laughs> that's how you grow. And then from there, like I'm going to be surrounded by all these celebrities that I'm going to pastor. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people have this view of like, oh, that's, that's where I want to be. And that's what I want to do one day yes. so that I can make something of myself so that I can be successful so that I can be surrounded by people that are really cool. And, and I think the heart in it is just completely warped from what it needs to be. And I think a lot of people need to be told that it's okay to have a yeah. business. That's not even necessarily a Christian business, but you can just run it from with Christian ideals. Yes. And from there, like, I know a lot of people that are running businesses that are impacting the kingdom more so than some pastors are. Yeah. And, and, but they, but people just aren't 
I think they need to be given that permission. They need yeah. to be told that it's okay. Right. And then they need to be told that that's like even an option yes. instead of us putting these ideals in our minds of like, yo, the only way that I can do this and the only way that I can be a real strong Christian is if I'm a pastor. It's right. just not true. Right, right. It's not at all. Yo, I just found out recently that the CEO of Caribou, for those who are like in Minnesota, yeah. know Caribou, is a Christian. Yeah, yeah. I was Amazing. like, this is so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So you're so right. If we had more people like yeah. that being highlighted, it would give us a, a bigger vision for maybe what God can do in and, and through us. And so I 100%. love that. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Uh, which kind of leads me to the next question I wanted to ask you. Um, how does one discover purpose? Like, I know that's a heavy question, but um, yeah. a lot of the times as young people, we are stifled by options. Yep. And shout out to Instagram. You go on Instagram, you're like, oh, someone started a podcast. Let me start a podcast. Oh, somebody started calling the line. Let me start yeah. calling the line. Oh, somebody wrote totally. a book. Let me write a book. But like, how do we hone in on maybe the, the yeah. gifts that God has given us? And I mean, even in that, yeah. like God has given us gifts that can be used in different ways. Like one totally. gift doesn't need to apply one way or what have yeah. you. And so, right. yeah. What I don't, did you touch on that in the book at all? Like, yeah. just how does one kind of discover maybe what God would have for them and, and to nurture that, to cultivate that and to, to really mature and grow that. For sure. Man, I think there's, I think there's so much there. Um, yeah. It's because we compare ourselves so much to other people, like you were saying, like we look at Instagram and it's like, oh, that person's doing it. I need to do that too. Yeah. And we just jump on things and we try things out because another person is doing them. They were successful at it. And then when it doesn't work out, we, stop it and we move on to the next thing. Right. And I think, I think there's so many aspects to that. I think a, we need to learn that, that it is okay to not just be a pastor and that it's okay to run a coffee shop and, yeah. and still be a believer. Yeah. And then be stop comparing yourself with other people. Yeah. See, slow down and actually spend time with God instead of just allowing the people around you to, to speak into what you should be doing. I think society so often tells us that we need to do this and this and this by the time we're certain ages. We need to be married. We need to have a good job. We need to have kids. We need to do all these things in a certain progression, but maybe God's plan is a little different for you. Maybe you don't have to do all that by the time you're 26 years old. Yeah. Maybe you are going to be 32 when you get married or 40 or, or even later. And that's Ouch. completely okay. You yeah, know, yeah, I was yeah. 32 when I got married. Cause I was always like focusing on, on grinding and, and, I would have done things way different, but at the same time, I, I learned so much from it. And so I think a lot of people need to slow down. I think they need to spend time in prayer right. They need to spend time with God to learn what his heart is for the world. And then yeah. also how you can partner in that. I think people need to look at, okay, what, what talents do you have? What, what do you have that comes natural to you that you can easily modify and turn into, um, to benefiting your business. Right, um, right. I think people, I think you need to understand what your spiritual gift is. Right. What's your role in the church? How can right. you impact the church? Maybe you right. are a teacher or a, or a pastor, which is incredible. Like we need you. We need people to, to be studying the word and, and teaching other people the word, but right. maybe you have the gift of giving. So mm -hmm. maybe you have the ability to make a lot of money and, and your role inside the church body as a whole is to fund it. Yeah. 
and which is incredible. The church wouldn't function without you either. And so like, yeah, figure out what your spiritual gift is and figure out what you're interested in. Look at like what you actually care about and not what society tells you that you need to be caring about. Maybe like, maybe you love fashion. Maybe you love classical music. Maybe you love writing books, like whatever it is, figure out what, like, even if it's super nerdy, maybe you love collecting Funko Pops. Like that's awesome. Like maybe you love Naruto or anime, like whatever it is, you can figure out a way to, to bring that back to, okay, what's your spiritual gift? What are you naturally gifted at? And how can you, how can you use that to impact the kingdom in a positive way to impact the the world in a meaningful way? Even if it's just bringing love, joy, peace, like any of the, of the fruit of the spirit, like into your daily interactions and the people surrounding you, like, how do you love your neighbor better? How do you love God better? That's what's most important. We can't get caught up in just copying other people and doing what, doing what's cool right now. Like, yeah, yeah. That's so good. You're dropping gems. Yeah. (laughs) Like seriously, one of the reasons, every time I go on sabbatical, I'm off social media. And yep. one of the reasons why I'm off social media so that I can actually hear my thoughts totally. and I could hear from God, uh, because yep. sometimes you're not, you think it's from God, but it's really an Instagram post or you think yeah, it's hundred percent. And so I love that, man. I love that. So good. Yeah. I got, I got a couple more questions. I know we could be yep. here all day, but I won't do Let's that. Go. To you. <laughs> uh, you're in your title launching with God. You also say building a business that matters what does that mean when you say building a business that matters what are you trying to get at and what's the message behind that yeah man i think it goes back to what we were just talking about like something that is actually going to matter in in society something that's gonna like give a positive impact to the people around you to your neighbors to your family to those that you that you interact with down the street instead of those that you interact with across the country, like focus on where you're at and, and bringing the kingdom to that place, no matter how big, no matter how small it is, like maybe it is just one small thing. Maybe it's like in and out how they put a Bible verse on the bottom of their cups. Like most people wouldn't realize that. And, but they have like, they there's that or, or forever 21, they have a Bible verse on their backs. Like, like something small, like you can, even if it's just something like that, it, it can have an eternal impact on somebody's life because it'll make them curious. Or maybe it's, maybe it's like I said earlier, like you have a clothing line and you're giving away shirts to the homeless once a week or once a month. Like yeah. just those small acts are going to create conversation for the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So good. I, I have a good friend who designs shirts and yeah, he like, He's like, it's blowing up right now, doing crazy yeah. things. Amazing. And one thing that he does is he takes 10% of yep. all that comes in and he donates it to a charity. So awesome. You know what I'm Come saying? On, that's so incredible. Like, yeah. And he's like, the people that are buying it aren't all Christians and they have yeah. no idea that their money is going to support totally that are in need, you know? And so I love that. I love that. I think that's so cool. It's like, it's yeah. like in Tulsa, um, you know, transformation church. Yes. Of course. Um, How can we not? So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, like the, the team bought 
the entire block that their building is on. And yes. so it's literally like where all these different companies are, they're paying rent to the church essentially because yeah. they own it. So yeah. they have no idea that like that's funding kingdom purposes. God and like, me. that's really cool to me. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's the way it should be, you yeah, know, on exactly. earth as it is in heaven, bringing heaven totally. down. That's what that's, it's about, man. That's, that is, I love that. Let me ask you one last question for those that are tuning in right now. And yes. uh, maybe they're stirred by this conversation. Maybe they're hearing your story and maybe what this book is about. By the way, y'all should cop the book. Shameless plug Thank right you. now. I appreciate Launch that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. If you enjoy this conversation, this book is, you need yes. to grab it. Um, but what would your encouragement be to them? Maybe they're listening and they're afraid of failure. Maybe they're listening and they compare themselves. Maybe they're listening and they don't know what their purpose is, or maybe they're listening and they don't know where to start. They've got a bunch of ideas, yep. but they don't know what that first step looks like. Totally. Um, how would you encourage someone to launch with God right now? Yeah, man. I think the biggest thing is slow down, take it one day at a time. Like, yo, you don't have to complete all these things tomorrow. You yeah. don't have to be a success tomorrow. Yeah. Like this might take you 10, 15 years. Yeah. That's why it's so important to really find, okay, what is God calling me to do? Not just what's cool in the moment. Okay. Like what is, what passions and, and dreams have been placed inside of me? from a long time ago, maybe they're recent, but what is going to stick around and not run its course and be, be old news in, right. in six months. Right. And so yes. slow down, figure out what you were created for, how you can impact the kingdom, your neighborhood, how you can love God better, love people better and yes. stick there, man. If you yes. can make an impact uh, in somebody's life every single day in a positive way, I think you're, I think you're doing something right. I love it. I love it. So good. I love Thanks, that, man. man. Thank you for your time and your wisdom. And man, Absolutely. we're rooting for you, bro. We're rooting. Thank for you, you, man. I really appreciate that. One last question before we, we get out, because I know you're yes. a Minneapolis native. And so I just yes. gotta, I got to ask you. <laughs> Blue door. Ah. Or five, eight nook. <laughs> the nook I, uh, or nook or matt's oh. bar i'll give you those three juicy lucy's where are you going five eight on it you aren't going to include five eight on it i've actually never been to five eight five eight's the best in my opinion oh see i need to yeah. go to five eight i didn't know i didn't know okay. i mean i'm i'm typically between five eight and matt so so i end up hosting a lot of people in town when they're here we bring a lot of friends up to uh, my business is in minnesota and so uh, yeah. i end up taking a lot of people out to eat and one of my favorite things to do is go literally back to back we'll have a, a juicy lucy from five eight and then we'll yeah. drive straight to matt's and have yeah. a juicy lucy from there to let them decide for themselves yeah. and that's a so that's a fun game that i that okay. i love doing I, i'm gonna have to do it with nook and blue door though i okay. am a fan of blue door i don't think i've ever had nook Okay. Um, but okay. when it, at the end of the day, um, I love five, eight because not only do they have great juicy Lucy's, yeah. but they have a uh, waffle sweet potato fries with a blue cheese marshmallow sauce. And oh, that will make wow. your toes curl. That thing is <laughs> another level, bro. <laughs> I got to go now. Now I'm itching to go back to you Minnesota. Do. Come on. Try this out. Listen, uh, I had a funny story. Like I brought a friend to Blue Door one time. He's from LA yeah. and yep. he's never had a Juicy Lucy. And I totally. kid you not, the first time he took a bite, 
tears yep. rolled down his <laughs> eyes. And before he could finish his bite, he called the waitress and ordered another juicy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, that's a man after my own heart. There it is. Come on. <laughs> and so uh I love yeah, it. Man. Oh, and nothing so, like a juicy Lucy, bro. Nothing like I gotta check out five eight now. Now that you say that, you I gotta do. I gotta give that a try. Dude, it's one of the originals. For sure. Do it, well, man. Well, thank you again for your time, for everybody tuning in. I hope this blessed you, this encouraged you. Uh, And until next time, family, uh, peace and grace. Yes.